glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch It's episode 371 of Kicking It With The King. Welcome back to Kicking It With The King. It's yours truly. It's Gabriel Hernandez. Thank you all for joining us here. Um, before we begin, as always, reminder, ladies and gentlemen, to check out our sister show. Um, episode 9 of Severely Open Minded is available now. We just recorded that one. And we talked a lot about um, the different types of customer service and different types of customers that you see while in um, fast food, either, whether you're in fast food or anything else like that. We talked about how to learn from your past mistakes, overcome many different tasks and ensure yourself a positive future and to set yourself up for success. So episode nine, um, we can only, we can be our worst enemy is, I was going to say we can only, episode nine of Severely Open Minded, we can be our worst enemy is out now. So be sure to check out that. Um, we got a, a stack show here today on our show. It's good to be back here. It's, it's good to be here um like from the top to the bottom we have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about so uh without further ado sit back relax spark up a joint pour yourself a shot drink your morning coffee it does not matter as long as you're here having a good time we're here uh to entertain and keep you entertained and keep you informed ladies and gentlemen and speaking of uh create uh, being informed i know a lot of you guys have noticed that uh the for the podcast account on twitter if you want to follow it obviously at kwtk pod we we share a wealth of interesting articles now and uh, clickbaity like articles in the, in a way and just a little bit of everything. Like if you if you look at a lot of the articles, it's a little bit uh, everything. The best of both worlds, MMA, gossip, video games. Uh, just check out our page. It's full of entertainment. It's full of lots of. If you're a reader, if you like to read articles and stuff like that, be sure to check out. Um, the first draft of that um eventually we're gonna have a site and a website to uh, talk about and cover like all the latest news and and shit that's going on in the world like that but for right now i'm really having some fun uh really posting a lot of that using the account to post uh 
articles that are interesting to the public eye and stuff like that. And that's what we've been doing on um, the podcast account. Uh, where's the weed at? Let's spark this shit up. So, like I said, welcome into this episode. It's good to be here. Uh, the, the the weather looks really murky right now. Like, it looks really, like, there's a lot of fires right now. And like I said, we're in California, so California is notorious for fires, especially every single summer. It's like, oh my god, we're on fire. And where I am, you can kind of see it, so it's like, uh, it looks like it's, it's gloomy outside. It kind of looks similar to how it would look if it was cloudy before it was going to rain and stuff, but uh, not the case over here like that. It's just the air quality is probably severely unhealthy, and uh, um, I'd urge everybody to t- probably stay the fuck inside and uh, probably wear a mask everywhere you go to. So uh, on this episode of Kicking It With The King here, uh, this is something, this is a match that's been talked about. This is something that has made news apparently, but uh, um, I guess the conversation between Kamaru Usman and Conor McGregor somehow, some way, made itself into news and headlines. You know, Conor has uh, hosted a bunch of Q and A's on his account on his Twitter, where fans ask him questions, and he said that something what well, what did he say exactly like uh what 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 did he say exactly but he was saying uh he would go up and wait and spark spark uh Usman or something like that if he were to fight for the 170 pound title next and um under the impression that he thinks that he will receive a title shot upon return so here he goes. Kamaru Usman didn't take too kindly to Conor McGregor's spark comment. He said, uh, what's it like to spark people unconscious in three weight divisions? Uh, Conor said, tremendous. I love this record. I fight for the 170-pound title. I will spark him too. That will be the fastest KO in UFC title fight. UFC title fight history. 13 seconds. Most knockdowns in the UFC title fight five, and then another KO UFC title fight. Three title fights, three KOs, three new records. It's right there. That's the word of Conor McGregor. And then Usman retaliated and said, Spark who? You must be talking about that pipe you've been smoking. Unlike you, if I'm going to talk shit, I'll at you. Now be quiet before I call Poirier or Khabib or Diaz to come finish you again. (laughs) damn that was pretty crazy i mean yeah it's like they're they're talking about making this even why is this even a fucking conversation it's 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 really 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 ridiculous at this point even as a connor fan you got to realize dude this dude has a fucking broken ankle right now like what why in the hell would you think about connor and and 170 pound usman that's murder right now connor doesn't even have an ankle his ankle literally, like, fucking broke. Like, uh, attacking Connor would be like uh, beating up an elderly person. No pun intended. I mean, it's like beating up on crippled Connor is, isn't. It's like assault. So, it's like, how can even people do betting odds or betting favorites or even talk about what could potentially happen? 
I mean, looking at what Usman did to Masvidal in his last fight, I just don't think there's anything Connor. There's nothing Connor can do that would 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 even be competitive with Usman. He Connor has great striking and and he's a fun striker. I mean, say Usman Connor boxing match. If you're talking about a boxing match, and I mean Connor's not too far. I mean, but Usman's getting good with his, his strikes and. You look at what he did to Jorge Masvidal the second time. It's like, dude, Usman's striking is definitely getting good. He breaks people's faces like he did when he fought Colby too. So I mean, Usman versus Connor isn't like an absolute out of the realm possibility. Like styles wise, MMA wise, I think it's just a, it's just a a, a bad match. MMA wise, because Usman's way bigger. Way stronger, a lot more power. I mean, obviously, he may not be as polished on the feet as Connor, but as of late, Usman slowly but surely gotten the and gained the um, respect of the MMA community with his power. I mean, if you really want to think about it, ladies and gentlemen, you think about the the recent knockout that. Usman had over Jorge Masvidal. Still stands to really showing you how good Usman is. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, Usman beat Masvidal pretty handily, and he beat Masvidal the way that I thought he would beat Masvidal the first time. However, the second time, I thought that it would be a lot more of a competitive fight. But I still had Usman on the right end of the win. But I didn't have him knocking Masvidal out. So I'm saying, like, when you get Usman and you fight Usman, you get all these crazy kind of surprises. I mean, putting Connor and Usman in, even, I mean, maybe even in a boxing fight, maybe Usman knocks him out. No, I mean, Connor and, uh, Connor is out right now and he's injured and he, he can't fight. And let alone, it's like, he hasn't even, I mean, he won against Cerrone, but. That was at 170 pounds, and he hasn't even won uh, a fight at 155 pounds since the Eddie Alvarez fight, if I'm not mistaken. The the Diaz fights were at 170 pounds, um, and other than that, I mean, he hasn't really won other than the Cerrone fight. I mean, it's an unfortunate outcome, and, you know, Connor did throw the kick. He's the one that threw the kick. You know, um, and, you know, essentially spelled the ending of his own fight in that night. You know, he's the one that threw the kick. I mean, obviously, like, the same thing with when Anderson Silva broke his leg against Chris Weidman. When Chris Weidman checked the kick, a lot of people were, um, like, oh, they were hating on Weidman. They didn't call, they called it a fluke win. And then, you know, that was never really put to bed a lot of fans in a lot of ways because you remember the first time when like this is, these are examples but like when Chris Weidman fought Anderson Silva the first time Anderson was playing around he got cocky and he got knocked out um second time Weidman initiated the clinch and had the clinch and hurt Anderson Silva in the clinch and almost finished him in the clinch it was when he got they got back up to their feet I believe in the second round or so like that that's when Silva kept throwing those leg kicks and boom he finally threw that last one and and that spelled the ending for his career for a very long time and you know that was a horrific injury Weidman initiated the leg kick check and he caused the injury essentially 
because he defended it. Just so happened Anderson Silva broke his leg, but, you know, like I said, injuries happen in the sport. I don't wish that on anybody, but realistically, we shouldn't even be talking about Connor fighting for the title upon his return. Or He hasn't done anything in the sport to uh, deserve that as of late. I mean, he's brought, I mean, I didn't mean that in a bad way. And I know a lot of people probably can take that as a, a bad shot at Connor McGregor. No, that's not a shot at Connor McGregor. I'm saying what Connor has done in the sport is absolutely fantastic. He's brought so many eyes to the sport. He's just so entertaining. He's a fun fighter anytime he is. He's a great promoter. Um, obviously, like I said, he's had a lot of uh, unfortunate luck as of late in the fight game. But he still you know, brings the eyeballs. He still brings the attention. He still brings people uh, talking about him. The name is still... Uh, etched in the sketchbooks, etched in history, um, he he is an absolute uh, savage, and uh, he's an assassin. And what he was able to do, and what he's been able to do throughout his entire career, has been absolutely amazing. Just that he's had some unfortunate luck here with uh, the two Poirier fights. I mean, that just shows you, man. That I mean, he's he's fighting the best guys. I mean, he's fighting the guy who's gonna go and fight for the title. And potentially be a world champion. I mean, Dustin Poirier is no slouch. Khabib Nurmagomedov is no slouch. Fighting Nate Diaz is no slouch. Um, but, you know, the Nate Diaz fight, the second one was a lot closer. I mean, if you look at, like, the last few Conor fights that he's had. Let's pull up some Conor fights. Are the... Alright. So here we are. Damn, he's number nine now in the ranks. Okay, so we got his record here. We have it pulled up on the phone. I pulled it up on my phone this time. Uh, all right, all right, all right. So the record is, he's, like I said, he's coming off the two losses to Dustin Poirier. Um, then before that, he beat Cerrone. Um, and then before that, he lost Nurmagomedov and then beat Eddie Alvarez and beat Nate Diaz. But... I mean, realistically, since 2018, he hasn't fought a lot. I mean, 2016, he fought three times. Then he fought once in 2018, fought once in 2020, and fought two times in 2021. But both times, he's been on the wrong end of a, a losing streak. I mean, uh, being finished, uh, he's been finished. Every single loss that he's had in the UFC, he's been finished. He's so choked out by Khabib Ramahomedov, uh, submitted by Nate Diaz the first time, and then knocked out by Poirier both times. But the second one was a Dr. Stoppage, but they're both TKO losses. Um, unfortunate for Connor, like I said, he's really been uh, catching a huge string of bad luck as of late. I mean, it doesn't take away from what he's been able to accomplish and I know there's people that only think about the current events and all the recent stuff so there's a lot of people that don't look back and, and appreciate what Connor has been able to do and what he's been able to accomplish and and what I think he's been able to accomplish is, is second to none I mean he's an absolute entertainer his kids are set for life his kids 
kids are set for life. I mean, he's made a, a substantial amount of money with the, the proper 12, the McGregor fast, all his multiple companies. It's just his, his movie, everything he's been able to do, man. He's just, he's an absolute success story, an absolute businessman. And this is the story of a lot of world famous fighters. And he's etched his name in the history books as, as someone, you know, maybe, you know, I'd rather have the career that he's had and, you know, maybe fall off towards the end and, and realize that he uh, obviously still is in there to make money. But I personally, I don't want to see this in the going on in the future. This is kind of like the same stigma that Nate Diaz has attached to him or, and, or the Diaz brothers. However, it's like, oh, Nate Diaz, you know, oh, big money fight and... Uh, you know, he, he's big money, and he gets the eyeballs on, he's a badass gangster, he sits and smokes and stuff, and he's a badass from Stockton, California, 209, represent, but he doesn't win the fights, I mean, the only, the, the fact that Nate, Nate has a, a, that superstardom, the fact that, like, you know, going back to the Leon Edwards fight, Leon Edwards had a great fight, other than the last 60 seconds of their competition, Okay, so the last six seconds of their competition belong to Nate Diaz. And what do the people talk about? Not Leon Edwards' amazing performance. The last 60 seconds that Nate Diaz had. And I, I know rightfully so. Nate Diaz is the coolest, looks the coolest losing fights. I mean, that's not something you want to do. Like I said, you want that superstardom. You want people to want to see your fights. You want people to know that you bring it every single time. And as it does, Nate Diaz, he brings it to the very final bell, as we've seen in Leon Edwards' fight. But sometimes what you do in the fight isn't going to be enough. I mean, Connor just losing back to back to back and stuff. It just Oh, yeah, you're bringing money, but we're seeing him lose. And, you know, it's not going to be the same. I mean, people are going to watch, but they're not going to enjoy seeing them um they're not going to want to see Connor just keep losing and stuff. Like, there's lots of fighters that have gone off and lost, and people just had to keep eating it, eat, keep eating it. This has happened with people like, uh, you know, BJ Penn, for example. I mean, the one, the only, the great BJ Penn, the man that has declined to uh, lace up the gloves against me, the man who has ducked me, the man that doesn't. Uh, have any idea what he's in for when he when he steps into the ring and or cage with me it would be an absolute bad nightmare matchup i mean i can call my shots from day one i've called my shots from day one i've i've been in this sport for about 10 years plus so i mean and there's nothing i haven't seen in the sport there's nothing that i'm not aware of man and so i don't know how i came in talking about that but you know looking at it let's talk about the career of bj penn and we'll talk about me fighting and boxing bj penn another day so bj penn however like looking at all of his recent losses dude he has not won a fight since t 2010 against matt hughes i was a little ass underage kid little baby essentially when bj penn last won his fight and here we are in 2021 i'm calling him out to fight 
here, either 2022 or 2023, early 2023, man, give me some time to get ready, prepare, and I'm going to knock that head off, I might not even need that much time, give me like three or four months, man, now be ready for me uh, come January, because I'm coming to take some heads off, and if the MMA community, if anybody tuning in, listening to this show, anybody listening knows that I've wanted to fight him for a while, my last tweet on my official Twitter account before they refused to give me my account back was me calling BJ Penn out because I think it'd be a fun fight. I mean, obviously, like I said, he still has the technique, but the speed, and I believe the speed is, uh, it isn't what it used to be. I'm not saying that I want to want to fight him now because he's not as good as he once was. Is you can't underestimate these older fighters. I mean, BJ Penn uh, has nothing to lose with this fight. If he wins, then you know people are gonna say that. He got a win over uh, not a no-name. And people are going to call me a no-name and associate me with being a no-name. But if he loses, then I have everything to gain. You know what I mean? I have everything to gain. I mean, I, I don't want to make an absolute career out of this. I'm, I'm, I just want to do it for a short amount of time, man. I mean, I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to put on some amazing performances outside of everything else that I'm doing. I want to add this to my repertoire, different things that I'm a, that I'm doing in life. I mean, from my design, design, my the podcast tees, podcast merchandise, I mean, doing the podcast, doing doing my normal my normal job and on top of that uh, uh keeping the um my watchful eye of the podcast and managing all my my uh, social media accounts and you know doing all this other different stuff so i have so much aspirations like that uh i don't know why i mean bj talking about bj Penn got me all fired up to to want to um you know it can reignite that fire but yeah so what i was saying let's get back to what we're talking about when it comes to watching your favorite fighters or your you know watching a fighter you once enjoyed watching at one point in time but now it's not that you don't like watching them it's just that you're seeing them getting beaten up multiple times and stuff. now that's not the case with connor i mean he fought poirier he i mean obviously he fought poirier twice and then he had the win over cerrone before that and then he uh what is it? He lost to Khabib and then he beat. Well, no, he 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 fought Khabib, Cerrone, and Poirier back to like you know all. That's the last four people he's fought, and um, you know he like hasn't fought that much. That's the thing. He's been in a lot of trouble outside the octagon. He's been out for for a while. And wasn't nearly as active as he once was. So we really didn't get too much of Connor action. And now he's sitting on a broken ankle. And I don't, you know, I just, even though he, he they say it may take only a certain amount of time like that, dude. A full-ass MMA fight after a broken ankle. It's like, you shouldn't be fighting for at least a year or a year and a half. Like, I would not feel comfortable. I mean, taking, uh, Connor's movement was I mean, Connor's whole style was uh, based on his uh, his movement, his great footwork, the bounce, his nasty front kicks to the body. I mean, his kicks, his uh, his style. I mean, he's he's a great kickboxer, great striker, great power. You need your ankle to move. And, I mean, I don't know how our recovery is going. I mean, yeah, I could be completely blindsided and not know what what 
he's doing behind the scenes so we don't know how how great his recovery is but fight wise competitive wise as crazy as this sport gets with all the grappling with all the wrestling and everything you you think that you know connor may hurt his ankle i mean especially de- dealing with low calf kicks and you know just your his ankle was snapped man so uh, i personally don't think that connor should fight in 2021 let alone 2022 probably how about this time next year if anything this time next year not anytime soon like i personally do not want to see that's why i'm like i'm i'm dumbfounded when i see him talking about fighting usman and trying to ignite the fires like that i'm like dude sit the fuck down you are on a broken ankle right now what what are you doing what are you talking about i mean i know it's gonna make headlines it's gonna make entertainment it's gonna get people talking about it it's gonna rile people up but realistically that's not something we should be seeing so kamar usman conor mcgregor let's uh put that to bed so staying at 170 pounds since we were just talking about that um jorge monsvidal has uh been in the news he has talked about uh well today was like the anniversary that nate diaz called him out for you know and said jorge masvidal is a good fight and then you know i think masvidal called nate diaz a goon or something like that and you know kind of flipped the script i mean it kind of was like that respectful vibe they both had and then now it's like different but then again if you remember the first time that they fought it ended with the the cut because of Diaz's cut in uh, New York, so they never really. I mean, obviously, like I said, if you watch that fight, you pretty much seen that Masvidal was completely in control of that fight the whole time, and uh, Nate Diaz obviously does have a gas tank, and as we've seen in the Leon Edwards fight, um, he's capable of winning and hurting you at any point in time during that whole entire fight. So, I mean, and Nate Diaz is must-see TV regardless of what you think and regardless of what he does in his fights. People still tune in to watch him. So, Masvidal um, looking, obviously, Maybe we got some Gilbert, maybe a Gilbert Burns fight. I know they're going a little bit back and forth. I mean, that would be a a good one. I mean, especially if he able to get a win over Gilbert Burns, that 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 put him. I mean, obviously that keep him in the list for um, you know at the top of the heap. But realistically, a third shot at Usman is highly unlikely, and and I personally don't have any interest in seeing Masvidal fight. Usman for a third time because how dominantly and one-sidedly Usman beat him both times so I really don't have any interest in that I mean I like a Leon Edwards fight I like the Colby fight um Usman is going to take on Colby in the rematch first and foremost and then maybe Masvidal can fight the loser of that one um Usman versus Colby Covington. That's an interesting fight, man. Like I said, uh, the first time it was a back and forth. I mean, regardless of the politics, regardless of what you think about Colby outside the cage, inside the cage, he's a damn good fighter. Very interesting. Very, very tricky. Very uh, high-paced, high-output. You know, just he, he's a damn good fighter. He's a very damn good fighter. 
I think his uh his whole persona, the old Trump persona and the, the bad guy persona shades uh how damn good of a fighter he is and it's just quite simply hard for people to separate their dislike for him and admire the skills that he has because they just don't like him that much because he has come off as a brash asshole towards a lot of people too in a and you know it just it's not it's not a fun thing, you know what I mean? So you know, Colby is a fantastic fighter, and it will be interesting to see what he does differently in this fight with Usman. I mean, I know they didn't use any wrestling in that fight, really. And, um, you know, he got his jaw broken last time, so it'll be interesting to see how he uh, comes back for this one. And will be interesting sight to see. Uh, Masvidal, I think, should take on Leon Edwards. Or um, Gilbert Burns next. I'd say that Leon Edwards has a backstory. They don't like each other. Um, if you really want to talk about, you know, getting some big numbers, I think Masvidal versus Leon Edwards in a non-title fight main event would be something of interest. And I think so, that would be something that would get a lot of numbers and a lot of attention and a lot of people talking on top of the promotion being absolutely outstanding because of the backstage footage, the UFC's promotion team, the ability to put all that shit together. It, dude, it would do a great amount. It would do a good amount of numbers and, you know, non-title fight, five-round main event, pay-per-view, and that'd be cool. I mean, might as well get pay-per-view points. You finally get the fight with Leon Edwards and... Uh, it would be a good sight. No, not going to lie. I'd I like it. But if it doesn't happen, and it, it, it's all right. But that should be a fight that's happened because a lot of people have been talking about that for a while. Um. So, all right. Um, moving along here. Uh, so, I mean, one thing that I found and really, really been finding to be so annoying I have to be completely honest. John Jones has done it. Connor's done it. And Connor's been more so in the news for the, the deleting of the tweets and stuff. Like, he'll say some shit and then he'll delete it. Like, why is he going to say it and then delete it? Like, when you say something and you delete it, you know how fast the internet is? Do you know how fast these fight fans are? They're, they're going to be up your ass, and they're going to screenshot it, they're going to post it, it's going to make news, it's going to make headlines, and it's going to make more news. And it's going to make more news than it did originally before he even tweeted it. So, I mean, him, John Jones, doing all that, oh my god, that's just so annoying. It's, just, it's like high school, it reminds me of high school shit, you know what I mean? Oh, and so um, what's next here on this episode of Kicking It With The King? And speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, if you like our show, be sure to subscribe each and every single week. Well, not subscribe. Subscribe to our podcast each and every single week. Uh, we have brand new episodes of Kicking It With The King as well as Severely Open Minded. Mind you, remind you, ladies and gentlemen, episode 9 of Severely Open Minded is available now. Do check that out. We're available everywhere you get your shows. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, which also I have to make an announcement right after I talk about the promote these ads too or something I wanted to bring up real quick as we're on a time schedule here on this episode of kicking it with the king um like i said if you like our show subscribe like share rate and review get the show out there tell your friends tell your family 
Tell your girlfriends. Tell your boyfriends. Tell your non-binaries. Whatever you want to call everybody. Whoever you want to show. Show your wife. Show your girlfriend. Show your boyfriend. Show your whoever. You can show anybody. Just let us let everybody know and tell everybody about your favorite rising upcoming podcast here. Kicking it with the king, ladies and gentlemen. So, like I said, you can visit our podcast and access all of our episodes absolutely 100% free at www.anchor.fm forward slash KWTK pod. So, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of Spotify, I was using the Cash App. The other day, because I had a co-worker who wired me $15 or so because I uh, paid for gas or some shit like that the other day. So I got wired uh, $15. I used uh, the $15 for like an Uber or something like that. But there was like four or something left on my card. And I was thinking like $4. What the fuck am I going to buy for $4 on this card? Because I don't want money just sitting there. All money is good money. Am I right? Am I right? Um, but yeah, all money is good money. So I know I remembered that I was thinking about stocks and stuff like, you know, buying into stocks and uh, Bitcoin and, and all that. I mean, there's a market for both of those things right now. So I was thinking, I was like, well, how about I just buy some stocks and just, and just keep it. You know what I mean? It's like, so I purchased $4 in stock amongst different companies so let's go let's go to it i want to talk to you oh I'll tell you guys about the stock okay so bitcoin i bought a dollar in bitcoin and i bought three i think it was three dollars in um three dollars in stock but i bought uh what is it I bought a dollar in stock. I mean, it, this is to begin with, because I never fuck with none of this shit before. So I was just like, uh, I want to, I just might as well just, um, no, fuck with it and see what it's about. Um, what is it? Um, so I bought a dollar in stock for Starbucks. I bought a dollar in stock for, uh, Spotify. I bought a dollar for Walmart, and then I bought a dollar in Bitcoin. So I got that delivered on Sunday. So um, Bitcoin, I have, the stocks is two ninety nine. This went down uh, two cents today. Um, it was at three dollars and one cent at one point in time, um, but now it's uh, Bitcoin is at ninety two cents. U.S. dollars. I don't know if you understand that, but yeah. So I invested a little bit in, in uh, stocks and Bitcoin. I mean, it probably won't catch on because I mean, it's just like you're just watching. I mean, it just depends on what's popping and what's what's really uh, you know. You, if you're into stocks and stuff like that, that's, you, if you're not into stocks, you won't completely understand what what it's all about. So um, let's move along. Okay, so um, the horrific video. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen it. It's been all over Instagram. It's been all over TikTok. It's been all over Facebook. It's been all over the internet, ladies and gentlemen, at this point. Um, so there is a video of the U.S. Uh, what is it? The U.S. Uh, I don't know. The fucking air. air whatever the fuck they're called. Air fleet. Whatever the, uh, those big ass airplanes. So one of the U.S. air uh, craft carriers or whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, 
transporting a bunch of Af uh, Afghan refugees, but that's not even the thing. The thing is, with people climbing, as the aircraft carrier was taken off, um, there's people climbing on the sides of the 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 turbines and the little thing, the turbines holding on and falling out of the fucking air. Like you think that like could be well. The reason is the Taliban has gained control of Kabul, the city of Kabul, and they haven't been in control since 2005. So the Taliban has gained control. Um, and it's kind of a scary thing, ladies and gentlemen, in a lot of ways, if you think about it. Uh, let's see. So Taliban forces enter the capital of Kabul. Well, here's, here's the article, if you guys want to really know what's happening in Afghanistan, this is via the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the Taliban's return to power has spread fears about the nation's future. So the Taliban fighters um, captured the capital of Kabul, Afghanistan. And rising numbers of refugees have uh, tried to flee the country in fear of the Taliban. So it says, Afghanistan is under... Again, under control of the Taliban, a fundamentalist group that ruled the nation for five years before U.S.-led forces ousted them in 2001. The return to power is raising concerns across the region about rising numbers of refugees fleeing the group's ultra-conservative brand of Islam and the potential that the Taliban might encourage Islamist movements elsewhere in Central Asia more than two decades after Osama bin Laden first sought refuge under the protection so and then we also move to talking about what's actually going on then so okay let's continue what is happening in kabul taliban forces enter the capital of kabul on sunday after president al Sharaf ghani left the country effectively ending a 20-year effort by the u.s and other western nations to remold Afghanistan as a modern democracy. They were bought, buoyed in part by an agreement with the Trump administration last year for UFC forces, or UFC, I said UFC forces, U.S. forces to leave the country, with Biden subsequently settling August 31st of the exit day, with Afghan government forces losing air cover and plagued by desolations, the Taliban quickly expanded their footprint in recent weeks with the last remaining cities uh including kabul falling under their control by mid-august oh so it seems like everything's just gotten taken uh um over i mean the president has left there's no one can control and the taliban is just absolutely taking control of the entire city if you can't beat them join them jesus christ that's crazy so yeah the um u.s if you remember the u.s has been in afghanistan for nearly 20 years man so they've been there forever and they finally settle upon uh to exit and all pulling the troops all out and now it's just afghanistan's going right back to where it was when it once was and now we're failing to make it a uh, what is it like? You know, I don't know how to describe it, but um, uh, 
Afghan's top government leadership also left quickly. Uh, it's tenably to avoid a bloodbath in the state's couple. The Taliban seized power in Afghanistan, with fighters entering presidential palace and gunshots broke out 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 at Kabul and or something airport. Thousands try to flee the country. The collapse of the Afghan government creates an uncertain future for civilians and challenges for the U.S. How much territory? This is the last thing we're gonna read along this, and then we're gonna um move along because, like I said, we are on a time frame today on this episode of Kicking It with the King. Like I said, if you guys enjoy our show, be sure to like, share, rate, and review, and subscribe and listen to us every single week. How much territory is in Taliban's hands? At the beginning of July, the Taliban controlled less than a quarter of Afghanistan, but was controlled and contesting government forces in a fast-growing range of districts. The group inroad came despite U.S.-sponsored peace talks in Doha, Qatar, that had allowed the Taliban to project themselves as moderate, as a moderate political force. Over the course of the month and into August, district after district fell to the Taliban offensive as the exit date for the U.S. forces neared. Now, almost the entire country is under Taliban control. Wow. Too much to read. There's a lot to read on this article. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this article to uh, Twitter so you guys can uh, check it out if you want to check it out for yourselves. If you're into that kind of stuff, like I said, we talk about a little bit of everything here on this program, on the show. So we dabble and, and dabble into lots of things that we find uh interesting in things that we have to educate ourselves on and what better way to educate yourself than to get educated with other people right especially on a podcast ladies and gentlemen so let's see what's next here on our list is a time round down unfortunately oh it's always it's always sad when you have to end you have to leave but it's, it's all part of the show ladies and gentlemen that makes it more exciting for the next show Okay, so California is um, on the verge of either recalling its governor, Governor Newsom, and now there's a bunch of different candidates potentially on the list of becoming the next governor of California. Amongst those is one um, former Olympic track runner, or I believe track runner uh, transgender um figure one of the more polarizing transgender figures i'd say in all of hollywood uh caitlin jenner is running and has been running for governor of california for quite some times i'm not lying my brother lily 
had a ballot that had Caitlyn Jenner's name on it. So Caitlyn Jenner's doing all the right things, I'm guessing. And and, and, and she wants Governor Newsom out amongst uh, thousands of other um, Americans in California. So that is coming up. I mean, the thought on a thought of Caitlyn Jenner, I mean, a family of the Kardashians being in the political force in the, in the political world seems pretty Hollywood like seems pretty like a pretty crazy like a movie. Uh, let alone like a movie, let alone just real life. I mean, the governor of California, Caitlyn Jenner, running for the governor of California. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not opposed. I'm not saying that I'm not up for it and stuff. I'm not. I'm not being transphobic. I know you can't. There's a lot of people that try to get shit out of out of you when you say things like that. No, it's not the case. I'm just saying that's wild. I mean, I mean, it goes from Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he went on to become a movie star and all that, and very popular actor and stuff too. So I mean, I guess the they can politics um politics and hollywood and all that i guess we're all connected in a lot of ways and caitlin jenner's name is officially on the ballot to uh potentially have governor gavin newsom recalled crazy shit um last thing on today's show ladies and gentlemen it's kind of funny though it kind of went all over the place in the last uh, few minutes of the show um so dustin poirier and nate diaz have been um interacting they've been uh, a little bit more in the news as of late you know sending a couple tweets back and forth i mean um nate calling out dustin dustin calling out nate i mean you remember they're first uh supposed to fight uh poirier pulled out with a hip injury um i went to get hip surgery or something like that and then nate accused him of pulling out and you know after that when when um d or excuse me poirier was in the hospital nate got flagged by usada for some bullshit or something the one like few that really blew everybody's mind like what nate diaz pop for steroids what that's absolutely insane and that's when poirier made that video when he's high on the anesthesia or whatever it's called and you know he said like fuck you nate or something he's like all that talk about steroids uh, fuck you nate that's what he said remember and then but so we're here to talk about the matchup styles wise very interesting fight i mean poirier is a slugger he's a gamer he comes to fight he has great boxing great technique great power hits fucking hard he has great grappling as well too so there's great grappling great submissions great power and and good chin and um you know he hurts people man he puts people he puts people to sleep he and you know he's a he's a very dangerous finisher so i mean diaz poirier i mean styles wise i mean i'd say i mean i want to say that nate's on the wrong end of that i mean nate is a big uh 170 pound fighter I mean, obviously, did fight at 155 pounds for the longest time. But nowadays, where he's at, I think that fighting at 170 pounds for him would be an ideal uh, weight. Obviously, I don't want to see him go back down to 155 pounds. I mean, Poirier is a top contender at 155 pounds. And, you know, we'll be fighting for the title at 155 and hopefully winning at 155 pounds. But he's called out Nate Diaz. Nate responded fast. They want to, they want to fight. They want to lace him up. 
I think both those dudes are badass motherfuckers, and they're both great fighters, and, you know, it'll be a fun, great fight, regardless of Nate Diaz versus any of these guys is really good, too, but, you know, he's gone up and fought Leon Edwards at 170 pounds, and been wanting to fight Dustin Poirier, fought Conor McGregor, fought Anthony Pettis, Dos Santos, Benson Henderson, Gray Maynard, Dude, the list goes on for for Nate Diaz, man. Nate Diaz is a gamer, and and seeing him against Dustin Poirier would be a badass fight, a fun fight. Say, I mean, I don't know what's going on at the lightweight pitcher right now, but if Dustin Poirier doesn't go for the Nate Diaz fight, I'd say honestly, I mean, I'm not pushing him to go for the Nate Diaz fight. I'm pushing for him to fight for the title first, and maybe the Nate Diaz fight comes, but I'd say give him the Nate fight if, if Dustin, what if Dustin was to lose against Charles Oliver? Then that changes everything. But right now, um, the fight to make would be for Dustin to fight Charles Oliveira. Um, and we got Chandler, Gaethje, lacing him up too. So that's going to be a fun one in the future and will be a fun one at lightweight to, uh, either man gets a win. That's, uh, you know, one step closer to title talks too. So it'll be interesting. There's a lot of stuff coming up in the MMA where a lot of things to, uh, be excited about. I mean, obviously like the return of Nick Diaz in the future. I mean, you got Balhovich taking on uh, Glover Teixeira and that card is absolutely fantastic too. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up in the mma world and um, i'm here for it i'm here for all angles ladies and gentlemen so uh without further ado i think that is it for us i do have to hop in the shower and uh get ready because today is my friday like i said this is notorious we come back with another episode brand new episode of kicking with the king comes on friday too by the way just so you guys know and uh severely open-minded as well we'll return to but Today is my Friday, and today is Tuesday. Today is my Friday. So today is my Friday, and then tomorrow we will relax and have a great time. I'm just going to relax and sleep in and maybe get drunk. or no, Who knows, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, without further ado, I believe that is it. I appreciate you guys for taking the time to sit and relax and listen and tune in to our show each and every week. Like I said, subscribe, like, share, rate, and review. And do subscribe to our sister show, Severely Open-Minded, every single week here on the same platform that we built from top to bottom. Let's take a hit of this SFVOG, baby, and then we will get the fuck out of your ears, ladies and gentlemen. I swear, man, I'm set for like the whole month when it comes to this fucking uh, full grams and shit. Ooh. Like my tolerance just keeps getting higher and higher and higher and higher. Like it takes a lot to get me pretty high. But these these things, you know, they relatively still give me a really good high and stuff. And I really, really enjoy um puffing on these man yeah get yourself a big stizzy and the big stizzies are really um really really good without further ado ladies and gentlemen we will be back next week sooner rather than later g the king underscore official on instagram real g the king underscore on twitter KWTK pod on Instagram and Twitter as well. Trying not to cough, trying not to die. Subscribe, like, share, rate, and review. 
baby, we will be back sooner rather than later. Try not to miss me. DJ, it's all yours. We're out of this bitch. Bye, folks. Trying to get lit, musical loudest nigga but hits. I come to party, trying to get lit, musical loudest nigga but hits. If I hop on it, then know what you get. I just go in like the flip of a switch. Trying to get lit, musical loudest nigga but hits If I hop on it, then know what you get I just go in like the figure was switch I come to party, trying to get lit, musical loudest nigga but hits If I hop on it, then know what you get I just go in like the figure was switch I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up DJ turn me up I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up DJ turn me up Party, party, let's get lit Let's get lit, 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 lit Party, party, let's get lit. Let's get lit. Lit, lit, lit. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air. Yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air. Yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air. Yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air. Yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Long as I wake up in the morning, I'ma get a bag. Get a bag, yeah. I'ma get a bag. Long as I wake up in the morning, I'ma get a bag.